I had three people, Richard Branson, Tony Robbins, and Robert Kiyosaki, all say to me, backstage, to my face, money's made in the mind. Hey guys, Jason here, and today I'm going to be chatting with a good buddy of mine I've known him for 20 years, Scotty Harris. Listen, he's been training with the best wealth creators in the world, Tony Robbins, uh, Richard Branson, and many others. We're gonna have a bit of a chat about what it takes to create a plan, uh, follow through, become wealthy, and uh, maybe even a little bit happier too once you've got enough money. So uh, let's get aboard his lovely boat here and have a chat. Scotty. Hey mate, how, how, are, you? how are you mate? Hey, hey looking, listen, uh, really excited to be having a chat with you today. We've known each other for, oh, we were working out the other day, 15 plus years. It's certainly 15 plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and where we met was uh, in the Robbins world. We did meet on the Robbins. I actually remember the exact time I, we were doing some stuff for Tony. You were a speaker at Wealth Mastery. Yes. I was running the Wealth Mastery programs. And I didn't know who you were when you spoke at the first event. And that day we were flying on a plane to the next location. And I, I remember, remember going, yeah. I really like that guy. I want to be friends <laughs> with him. Um, and so oh, that, was that, that was good for me. And I don't say that about all the speakers I meet. <laughs> well, I really like him. I well, want to be friends with him. Well, that's something it'd be great to sort of chat about yeah. today because, you know, you've been... Um, you know, rubbing shoulders with people for 20 plus years in that environment. Yeah, yeah. And, and certainly people who claim to be into wealth. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe some are, some aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Things are not always as not they seem. Not always as they seem. But it'd be great today because, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, wealth in uh, real estate world, in, in my world. And, yep. you know, you know our crew. You've, you've spoken to our, yep. our tribe a number of times. But I really wanted to sort of maybe reverse up and have a chat to you about sort of, you know, where you've been and sort of maybe a little bit of the journey and then sort of get some insights from you, what you've gathered over this 20 years rubbing shoulders in that environment, um, you know, maybe some insights. And I know you're going to come and talk to our mentoring clients. I am. Uh, I haven't done that for a while, so I'm super excited about that. So if you're a mentoring client, make sure you get onto the live call because it's going to be very, very cool. Absolutely. This is the special one for, for, this, uh, yeah. for this month coming. Well, actually, it's in this month. We're already and, here. And to be clear, first. and you may not forget this, but I'm a customer of PRE. So <laughs> when I buy houses, I buy them through PRE. I've still got the very first apartment or house in Sydney that I've never seen that I that Dale, you told me to buy a gazillion years ago and we I, still own it. I think you've made a bit of money on that one, which is good. Yeah, a lot, a lot. <laughs> which is awesome. So, this is cool, mate. But so, listen, um, Ultimate Coach, you, we were just yep. chatting off air. It came from money. Give us a little bit of an idea of that, sort of where you are now to where you were. And well, you know. I'll go back in one step and then you can edit it out later if you want to. Look, typical Australian kid brought up in a, you know, multi-dysfunctional family yeah. with, you know, more than one marriage, more than one school. Um, but everybody taught me the same thing. And that was, you know, money is hard and life is hard and you're going to have to work hard. And the harder you work, the better person you are. Yeah. That was kind of the story I was told. Money, yeah. rich, rich people are different to you and I. Uh, money's for them. And we're just working class, middle class Australians. And so you better so that's get... that's the world you grew up in. And you better get a good education. You better get a good job and you better work hard. Yeah. Or you better have your own business yeah. and, and be ready to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Uh -huh. So I took option B. Got my job around cafes, nightclubs, hospitality, and got to 25, 28, and had some success in terms of I had a house and big Mercedes and yada, 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 but was literally cranking out 60, 70, 80 hours a week, yeah. as many Australians who are working in their own business do, mm. um, and realised that the minute I stopped doing it, all it all stopped. Exchanging time for money, whether you had your own business or not. It's all the same thing. Yeah. And I realised, okay, well, if you want to be wealthy, how, there are people that are wealthy. How come? They're not taller than me, or they haven't got three legs. And so, as you said, I went into the world of personal development, first as a customer, yeah. read all the books, went to all the seminars, and then moved into that space and started using what I'd learned in my life 
and it worked. And because I was using what I learned, I was invited to start speaking on stages with people like Tony Robbins and Richard Branson and Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, whose stuff I love. And even before he's prime minister, for better or worse, uh, Donald Trump, excuse me, president, President, Donald Trump. Um, So I started studying wealth. I mean, the way you get better at anything is you study the people that have gone before you and created wealth. Totally, yeah. And so I started teaching people what I call this thing called, you know, um, I had three people, Richard Branson, Tony Robbins and, and Robert Kiyosaki, all say to me, Backstage to my face, money is made in the mind. Mm. I thought, well, that's good because I've got a mind. And then I thought, <laughs> so have other people. How come I haven't got any money? Yeah. Uh, and I realised it's because I had a dirty mind, and it's not what you're thinking. Uh, and what that really meant was I had stories that all came from my dads and my stepdads and my environment about money is this and rich people are that. Yeah. And, 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 and there's true stories. There's there's money is is good and it's the almighty and you should chase it at all costs. And the more money you have, the better you are. And that's certainly part of our culture. Yeah. Um, the reason the Kardashians are famous is the Hiltons and whatever is because the more money you got, the better you are. And there's the other story, which is much more Australian, which is, you know, if you focus on money, you're a bad person, and that means you're selfish and shallow-minded. And that's kind of the stories that we grew up with. Where you grew up with. And, and so, like, you know, you and I have some similar, you know... Backgrounds. Backgrounds in that sort of space. And how was it, you know, that you were able to then change that dirty mind? Like, what, what specifically did you go about doing? I mean, obviously... Yeah. And, you know, five minutes later, you weren't speaking no, on stage for Tony. You, no. Give us a little bit of a snapshot of that, I think that transition. One of the things that's really important, and people don't like this part, is the part, and it was very powerful for me when I recognised, and it's a cliche because you've heard it before, I'm not going to say anything you haven't heard, mm. um, is that if it's to be, it's up to me. And I remember really realising that the amount of money I had, both in income and in wealth, was directly my fault. Mm. And that's a big sentence. Yeah. Because it's real easy to go, no, no, it's the economy's fault, it's my ex-spouse's fault, it's the my business's fault, it's, you know, I'm, I'm a good person doing a good job working hard, it's not my fault I'm not rich. Whereas when you go, actually it is. And, and there's a downside and upside. The downside is, well, it's up to you, but the good side is it's up to me. Uh-huh. And that was really the beginning, really, to go, I'm in control of how much both income I have and how much wealth that I have. And I don't have to sell my soul and you don't have to be a dodgy person and you don't have to, you know, um, do the wrong thing by people. There's lots of really cool ethical ways yeah. that you can create a lifestyle of both income and wealth. And I say those two things because they're two different things Yes. Um, that you can make. And so we went about doing that and said it wasn't five minutes. It was, you know, three years and then five. I can remember when 65 grand was a lot of money. Yeah. I can remember having written on a goal sheet, I want to make 65 grand. Like, that was my target. It's like, if I could make 65 grand, that'd be amazing. And then I go, <laughs> okay, well, let's let's go for 125. And I remember going, 125 grand, are you kidding? That's 10 grand a month. I remember writing that down, going, all right, this is the year, we're going to break 125. And then I, I remember going 250. And then I remember the next goal was 500. We didn't get to it. We got to 424. It's like, well, hang on. What if we get to 750? And I remember those journeys. Because um, it doesn't take five minutes. And anybody who's selling you how to get rich in five minutes is an idiot and they want you to buy something from them. So yeah. it's not gonna be five minutes. It's gonna be at least three to five years to get safe, and then five and 10 years to get free and comfortable. I was gonna say- my math. That's my math. I was, and I was gonna say that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and depending on you know, how much Whatever time you, you put into that yes. as well. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. Um, Three years of just doing nothing, that is not three years. <laughs> so three years of doing something consistently, Counts as three years. And the, the, the results come a little bit later after you've yes. planted a few of those seeds. But, you know, did you ever come across in, you know, Australia and, and America because you, you've you've toured with Robins in both areas? Yep. And, you know, it's a question I always meant to ask you. The, the differences in the psyche 
um, about money. It, sure. It, you know? Sure. Uh, Look, it, different cultures have different values. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Australians are belongers. Mm -hmm. Australians all want to live in the same house. <laughs> the ice cream truck's going by. I don't, I don't think they know that everyone's going back to school. No, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Look, Australians and Americans have different psychology, not better or worse, they're just different. Yeah. Australians are belongers. They want to have the same car and the same house and all be equal and the same as their mates. Mm. The old tall poppy syndrome. Don't stand out. We think people got lots of money and wankers and knobs or whatever. Um, so we all like to be the same. Um, Americans are very strongly significance driven and outwardly focused. And so they like to really be more and have more and do more. Uh, and there's an upside, the downside to both. Yeah. America yeah. is always the country that's the first, the quickest, the tallest. Um, to get to the moon and to win the medals, but there's also some cost to that. Uh, Australians um, are nice and respectable and kind to each other, very matey and blokey and neighbourly. But sometimes if you strive and get a goal, you can be shot down a bit for that. Mm -hmm. So there's no good or bad story. It's only yeah. working out what's the story I need or what's the psychology I need to build the life that I want to build. Yeah. Yeah. And it, in those times, you know, working with, you know, obviously thousands and thousands of people oh, in hundreds space. hundreds of thousands an hour. Yeah. Hundreds, literally hundreds of thousands. But, you know, the human behaviour of, you know, wealth and money and riches and fame or whatever you want to bundle that in, you know, what are some of the key things that you've sort of discovered or, you know, either borrowed or discovered yourself um, from, you know, from those Well, well money affects different people differently. Right. And where they got it from is a big part of that. Uh-huh. So if you think about groups that get money quickly, whether they're athletes, you know, um, pop stars, uh, inherited or lottery winners, they're groups that we know traditionally don't necessarily hold on to their money very well. Mm. Trust fund babies don't usually hold on to their money. Uh, we know lottery winners, 85, 95% of them lose their money within a thousand days. Um, that, and yet we also know that people who have worked hard for money and built money, whatever that is, can generally hold on to it quite well. Um, so there's kind of that experience. Um, look, I've learned lots of things and I've read lots and lots of books, worked with thousands and thousands of people and continually worked on the most important person, who was me, because yeah, yeah. um, my psychology impacts how much money I have. Mm. It just does. That's yeah. the real, my psychology, my identity, my story, whatever word you want to use, my beliefs and feelings around money are going to be the single biggest thing that impact how much money I have, not the vehicle, the skill set, the talent. I'm not yeah. have to be Superman tall. I don't have to be, you know, Robert Kiyosaki brilliant. I don't have to. It, it, God doesn't come along, or whoever you think the universe is made, and go, yeah, you're going to be rich. Mm, sorry, not for you. Uh, you'll be a little bit rich. It doesn't work that way. Mm. It's really how you participate in the journey. And that brings me to, you know, question is like, like what, what specific fears or challenges did you have to come over and overcome? in your journey in that sort of space. Like we're sitting on a you know beautiful boat, you've got a beautiful house, love your journey, you know, over the last 15 years. And we've sort of sure. had a bit of a parallel journey too together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, what were the things that were, you know, maybe holding you back or in the way for you? I, I you think know, my that, first story yeah. that I grew up with as, as a kid yeah. was you have to work hard for money. Uh -huh. So I did. Left home 15, left school, you know, started working 60, 70 hours a week, three jobs, blah, blah, blah. Um, um, and got to 25 and went, hang on, I'm really working hard, like really hard, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And yes, I've got a house, but it's rent, you know, rent mortgage to the hilt. I've got a car, but it's loan to the hilt. And so my story was, you can only get money if you work hard. Uh. And so that story was holding me back. Now, like most people, I swung the pendulum all the other way and went, oh, money's bad. 
if you focus on money, you're a bad person. You're right. a selfish person. So yeah. I grew my ponytail and went vegan and took up yoga and triathlons and went, well, I don't want to focus on money. I'm going to be healthy because mm -hmm. health's much more important than money. Uh -huh. And I got uh -huh. arrogant about money. Yeah. Excuse me, I got, I got arrogant about health. Does that make sense? Yes. So then I did 10 years from 25 to 35 of having no money. And like literally none, you know, sleep at my mum's house for three months and then moved to my brother's house for three months and then moved to my sister's house for three months while I was growing my ponytail and doing my triathlons <laughs> and whatever. Because my new story was, if you focus on money, you're a bad person. Uh -huh. So I kind of did both ends of the spectrum until I finally got to that age where I went, okay, this actually is my responsibility. I just made up a new story. And my new story is money is good. Mm -hmm. I like money. And I couldn't always say that. I think money is good. It makes you a better parent. It makes you a better spouse. It makes you healthier. It makes you be able to do nicer things for your extended family. It makes you a better public citizen because you can do nice stuff with the footy club and the church and the local schools. Um, money's good. And if you have that story, um, not that it's the most amazing thing in the world. It's not better than you know other things, but it's really good and it makes your life better. Mm. And when I got that story, not it's bad or it's good or whatever, just money's good. That, for me, is when the game really changed. Because yeah. well, then, then it comes down to math. It says, well, how much money? So you do the math, and we can talk about that. We might talk about that with the mentoring clients. Yes. You do the math of, well, how much money do I need to be happy? And we know the numbers. It's mathematically work calcul calculatable. We can work out, scientifically, how much money will make you happy. And we can work out, if you understand math, the point of diminishing returns where more money will not make you happy. Mm. Well, how, so much it, how much is enough, right? 100%. Yeah. And we know what those numbers are. As I said, yeah. I can remember when I thought, you know, 65 grand was, oh my gosh, if I could do 65 grand, it'd be amazing. Yeah. And then everyone, oh, if I could make 100, that'd be amazing. That's the income that you and I grew up with yeah. when we were kids. Well, it was always that 100 grand. If you yeah. can make a six-figure income, yeah. now yeah. the number for young people is, oh, I need to make a million. <laughs> um, which is probably true given the cost of houses. But that was the story. Money is good, mm. and I like money, and I'm a better person with money. I'm a better spouse. I'm a better husband. I'm a better provider for my extended family. I'm a better member of the public community. I tip waitresses and waiters nicer. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm better. It, it magnifies your capacity to do 100%. something and add value to the world. Oprah Winfrey said, you yeah. know, money just makes you more of who you are. If you're a good person with a kind heart, and you've got some money, you can do nicer things. And if you're a douchebag, you'll just be a big douchebag. <laughs> really. That's I, I, totally true. I don't think Oprah said douchebag. But. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, uh, we can quote Scott Harris on that one. <laughs> well, mate, you know, along the way, um, um, you know, you, you've obviously seen vast age ranges of people, yep. you know, working on their wealth and their psychology and those sorts of things. Yep. You know, we were talking just a moment ago about, you know, the changes over sort of 20 years of age groups and age ranges. Mm -hmm. Maybe just um, give me a little bit of feedback on that one. You know, you, you said when you first started out, you were probably the youngest person in the room, you know, working on yourself almost, you know, um, sure. in that sort of space. When and I first started going to personal development events in the last century, <laughs> some of you were like, I wasn't born then. Um, you really, if you were 25, 28 years old and you were taking responsibility for your life, that was kind of weird. Yeah. It was usually 45 and 50 year olds who truthfully had worked out that the story they were sold wasn't going to work. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And they kind of got to 45, which 25 years ago, 45 was old. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, Now yeah. we're all 50 and we think, oh, we're so young. Yeah. But back then, if you were 45, 50, and you hadn't got your stuff sorted out yet, you were starting to get worried. And so those people were going to personal development seminars and wealth seminars trying to get themselves sorted. Today, when I sit in a room full of, you know, 1,000 intimate clients or 10,000 clients at a big event, you know, a third of the room is 28 and under. Mm. And they're people that have worked out, okay, what I'm being told isn't going to work. Good job, good education, head down, bum up, or a cut isn't going to work. Yeah. Um, I can't rely on the system or the government. 
and I need to do something that is determined by self, um, whether that's starting an online business or whether that's, you know, um, releasing my own products and sell them online or whether it's do investing. I mean, everyone's investing in everything. Uh, so it's huge. The, the number of people that are young are, are, is huge. And having said that, a lot of people who are 50 years old have still not got their stuff sorted out. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people who are 50 years old and been working out for 25 years at their job or at their business and they wake up and go, holy smokes, the finish line's not far away and we are not anywhere near where we need to be. Yeah. And I think if this is going live when I think it is, we're in the midst of um, the beginning of the third month of lockdown economically, domestically, and globally. And, you know, people are freaking out because they haven't earned any money for 10 weeks. And I, my math says, if you're 50 and, or suddenly you're in that number, and you can't cope with a 12-week pause in your income, and you've been working hard for 20 years, I'm like, what have you been doing? Like, have you been in jail? Because mm -hmm. you should have had your stuff set up yeah. by now yeah. to at least be safe. I'm not talking jets and helicopters. I'm like, but at least be safe. Well, and we, we were talking about that also, like where, you know, it to pay it lip service, yeah, yeah, you should put some money aside, you should live below your means, you know, get yourself planned, what happened for a rainy day? Everyone says, yeah, 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 I get that, I get that. But right now, you know, the world of corona economics or the corona experience has shown how uh, um, serious, not serious, anybody's taken that. Poorly prepared they are. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, God bless Scotty Morrison and his commitment to monetary policy and keeping Australians fed and safe, but um, one of the few planes flying. Um, I mean, every single book ever written on wealth creation yeah. from 2,000 years ago to last week, in chapter one, it says, have a goal, and I'd call that a spreadsheet, how much money do I want to make and need to make, and chapter two, it says, you should probably save some money. Every book says that. The hipster ones say it, the cool ones say it, the Christian ones say it, the churchy ones, they all say it, and people just skip over it. And they're looking for the chapter called How Do I Make a Million Bucks in Five Minutes by Doing Nothing. Nothing. They're looking for that yeah. chapter. That's the chapter <laughs> they're looking for. That's what's selling online, right? Yeah. Um, and yet, if you haven't got, I mean, every book ever written says you should have three to six months sitting aside. Bit of war chest, bit of backup. Just keeping you safe. Yeah. We call it sleep at night. That's your craze. That's I learned that from you 10 years yeah. ago. I still use it. Yeah. Sleep at night. Have I got six to 12 weeks of groceries and mortgage and petrol in a bank somewhere? that says if the world shuts down, and it has, yes. we'll be okay. Yeah. It's crazy to me that people haven't got that. And, crazy. And hoping maybe from this, it's a, it's a stark reminder, a stark slap in the face, whatever it is, for people to say, hey, listen, on the other side of this, maybe I better take some of this seriously. What, what, what do you I, think about I, the, really, the human, human really psyche in this space? good friend who's a very sophisticated wealth advisor and financial investor, manages billions of dollars, way smarter than me, and he always says, you know, people never believe something if it's never happened before mm. until it happens. Yeah. <laughs> so people go, oh, this is a great investment. This has never not worked. You know, it's always gone well. And just go, yeah, until it doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, so he's a bit of a contrarian, you know. And, and, and what's happening now is something, I mean, I was literally in a five-star hotel in Mexico with my wife um, just south of Los Angeles on March the 6th. And five days later, the Australian economy was shut down. I mean, that's unfathomable how mm. quickly this whole thing shut down. Just happened. And everyone, oh, that could never happen. If you'd said to Australians in January, by the end of March 2020, you're, it's going to be illegal for you to leave the country. 
People said, what are you talking about? We're a free country. We're, we're not some Slavic country or some Middle Eastern country. You can't leave the country right now. So for me, I hope two lessons came out of this. We chatted about number one, that the people like spending time with their family and spend more time mm. with their families. But mm. number two, that they treat their finances a bit more responsibly than they are. And again, I'm not talking about helicopters and jets, but that they give their financial security and freedom, because they're two different things, the due care it needs. Yeah. You know, and I, let's be clear, you don't have to be a brain surgeon. I was asked to leave school at 16 because I was so bad at it. You don't have to be smart. <laughs> you know, and I know school wasn't your favorite place no, either. No, mine. But with a steady five to 10 year plan, you could certainly get safe and secure. Mm -hmm. And a really well worked 15 year plan, you can get free. Yeah. Whatever your version of free is. Yeah. Like, that's not long. Now, the people who are 55 are watching this going, hang on, I'm 15 years, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Well, yeah. there's some things you can do to probably tweak it up a little bit. Uh, and you've probably got some resources you're utilizing. But that's my two lessons. I hope out of this virus and this shutdown, people, A, just learn to spend more time with their families. Mm. And go, that's, what's the price of a game of Monopoly? I mean, what's the price of being the table tennis champion in your house and beating your 12-year-old <laughs> son or having him beat you? You know, what's the price of cooking family dinners together and, and yeah. hanging out and riding scooters? Um, and secondly, that, they, that people go, Maybe we'll buy like just a few less things on a higher purchase. Maybe mm. we're going to buy a few less things on the never, never payment plan. Maybe we're going to start coming up with a strategy that says, okay, how in the next three to five years can we get safe? And then how in the next five to 10 years can we get can free? We, can we get free? So you get control back of the game. And if you want to keep working to be rich, great. Fine. And if you don't want to keep working and you found your point where you're happy, whatever that number is that makes you happy, we found our point, then you live a happy life. Yeah. Work on the happiness. Yeah. I, I remember many years ago, I had a chance not to ha not to need to work for six months. And it right. wasn't because of investing. It was because yep. I got paid a redundancy to leave the Air Force when I was yep. early 20s. And so I had a big chunk of cash, $30,000, which was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't have to work. And um, my, my wife and I... That was the Australia trip. Yeah. We, we just drove around Australia. We didn't have to be anywhere. We had no responsibilities. Uh, and I always said to a lot of people, I said, listen, you know, I, I wish I wish all of you could have this experience at least once in your life because it just gives you an opportunity just to sort of reset and re, you know, rebalance what, you know, things mean to you. And, you know, I, and I think probably in, in the past two or three months, that, that could have been the way it has been for a few people if they'd paid attention. Totally. You know, well, you space. know, we just did that, right? Yes. Last year, my yes. family and I, we, we this, I tell people this and it freaks them out. Last year, <laughs> my wife and I, we got four kids back then was they were 11 9 7 and 5 we got in our plane and flew to europe and we went away for seven months and get this we didn't take our phones <laughs> normally when i tell that people they fall off the whatever they're watching right now we didn't take our phones my wife and i bought burner phones when we were there that only her and i had them we used them for google maps and What's that? That TripAdvisor one you used to find yeah. great restaurants. Where you get the restaurants. Yeah, restaurants. yeah, yeah. Babe, we need a hamburger. Where's the nearest hamburger? Uh, and we just did that. We did a combi van. We bought a brand new Volkswagen van the day we got to Austria. And we just bummed around for Fantastic. seven months. And the value of that yeah. for our family and the intimacy and the experiences and the conversations. People often say, they go, oh, Scott, you went to seven countries and 31 cities. What, what was the best thing you did? And I said, easily. We had... 540 consecutive family meals together. Mm, mm -hmm. And that was easily the best part of the trip. Yeah. You know, three times a day we sat at a table, ordered food, and talked. Yeah. You know, with our children. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you about the reset. Yeah. Although I hope it's for most people, 
not a once in a lifetime. I would encourage you to do it again, buddy, <laughs> as you're approaching 50, which is next year. Yes. Go do it. Yes. <laughs> I think uh, with the schools, it's the, that's the challenging balance. You, you know, know what's been great about coronavirus? <laughs> we now Didn't know the that schools commitment. don't care. No. Well, we, they, can, they can study anywhere they like. We right? know that it yeah. doesn't matter it's anymore. It's fantastic. I, I've actually loved having them at, at home. It's been fantastic for me too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, and that's part of, you know, why I wanted to sort of go around and talk to many of the people that I know in the wealth and, you know, money spaces. Because, like you're saying, once you get a certain amount of money, yep. you get that comfort factor, you, you, you sort of relax into it maybe. There's, there's some other things that have, you know, of, of significant value that, Money can't buy back later, oh, 100%. right? 100%. You know? Yeah. And they're, they're the obvious things. And I, and I was a father late. Yes. So I wasn't dead till I was 40. So certainly time. When I turned 40, had my first kid, I went and interviewed 40 men. Mm. Not ladies, I apologize, but it was 40 men who were all old. They were all like 55 and 60. Um, <laughs> now that I'm 52, I realize how young they were. And I said, give me your best advice yeah. about life and money and marriage and God and whatever. And they all had different things to say, but all of them said, I wish I'd spent more time with my children when mm. they were little. Yeah. So we looked at that and went, well, that's pretty good advice. So we have structured our life and our business and said no to money. You know, we've said no to, I mean, not to be funny, we've said no to in cl probably close to, you know, 10 to $15 million of earnings in the last seven or eight years because we preferred to stay home. Mm. You know, because we preferred to, I, I like doing the breakfast shift. Yeah. I like making four omelets in the morning and packing school lunches. Uh, and I like hanging out with the kids in the afternoon doing homework. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, there's those times where I have to go away and travel and so forth. But there's definitely a point where um, money stops being the game. Yes. And it becomes about how do I want to live. Now, you can't get to that bit until you've done the first bit. Because we know, and I don't know if it's okay to talk about, but there is a number that we know from most Australians that if you're earning less than that, your life is hard. Yeah. So if you're earning less than about 120 grand, life is hard. You're, just, you're always struggling for rent and you're living in a house you don't really like and you're driving a car you don't really want uh, and you can't really have holidays and it's just, it's hard. Mm. We know that depending on where you live on the Eastern Seaboard or in New Zealand or they're all pretty the same um, economic environments, that somewhere between 120 and about 250, life gets a little bit good. Yeah. Now, if you're living in a fancy suburb of Sydney, it might be 350, 400, but sort of in that price point, life's pretty good. Um, and and you don't have to be worrying about, you know, organic broccoli versus non-organic broccoli, and you can have a nicer car versus a lesser car, and you don't, <gasps> the school fees just came in, you just pay the school fees and off you go, and life's good. But we know that past 500, it doesn't really change your life that much in terms of quality. Yeah. You can only wear so many t-shirts, yeah. you can only have so many watches and, and so forth. Um, so then you have to decide, well, what is my life about? And if you've got a good marriage, then that'll come up. If you've got a bad marriage, that'll come up. If you yeah. like your kids, that'll come up. If you don't like your kids, that'll come up and so forth. So I, I think it's important for people to get clarity on what is that number that we need to get to. We call it home base. Yes. That number that's going to make us feel safe and secure and you're saying taking care of things but also you can get the freedom that you desire right the freedom to work on the things that you want well i think it's levels yes i can remember my wife and i literally mapping out and i say wife boyfriend and girlfriend back the end and i can remember the number was six thousand eight hundred dollars and we mapped out mm. babe that's the number we need to be safe yeah if we could generate six thousand eight hundred each month the mortgage is going to be paid we didn't have a car payment because we had one crappy car um we could that's what we're going to live on doesn't make us free, but that's sort of our, yeah. and that gave us a, 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 a frame to be working towards. And when mm -hmm. we got to that number, 
It's like, well, we want to, there's more other stuff we want. A little bit more now, yeah. <laughs> so then we did the math on, well, what's that next number? Yeah. To get to that next number. And I remember it was 12 and a half grand. So, mm. wow, if we can make 12 and a half grand, well, life would be pretty good. We could upgrade the house and we could upgrade a second car and so forth. And then we had two kids. So I was like, okay, well, that's not going to be enough. We need to make this number. But I think if you've got clarity on what is that number I need to get to whatever your first base is, yes. get to that. And then decide, okay, well, what's the next level we need to get to? And then get to that and have someone coach you and mentor you on how to get to that level. Mm. But I also think, don't just make it the never ever game. Yep. Don't make it, oh, well, we need 20 grand a month, or we need 50 grand a month, or we need 100 grand a month, because that game never ends. Yeah. I, I, there's not many people that really need 100 grand a month to live on. No. Um, unless you're, you know, doing cocaine every day, or I don't know, whatever you're doing. Doing whatever you're doing. Well, and, and that's one of the things I've loved, having, you know, a, a long, valuable relationship with you. Like every time I chat with you, you're about, Okay, well, I don't need to go and chase that extra money. I could if I wanted to, but at the cost of at what? At what cost? At what cost? And I'm investing in this stuff, which is totally way more valuable. And, you know, that I've appreciated that version of the world because I could be in the past certainly caught in chasing things for succeeding sure. or achieving or whatever it was, um, you know. But, but I will say, though, you can't do the second thing that I've done, mm. which is invest in family and make choices for wife, wife without having a good solid Some plan to go, effort. listen, I've got a spreadsheet that's going to tell me yes. I, 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 I got to 50 and was exactly where I was supposed to be. And when it gets to 55, I'm going to be where I'm supposed to be. And when it gets to 62, I can tell you what boat I'm going to buy and how much it's going to cost and mm. where we're going to live. And at 65, 70, I, I, that's all written down. So you can only do the other bit, which is, you know, choose to be home and make lunches and, you know, have family day with your wife and whatever. Um, if you've done this bit. Done the work. And sometimes people do the whole, well, I'm not going to focus on money and I'm only going to focus on love or I'm only going to focus on parenting. Yeah. But they've done it without saying, and I'm going to take care of my money as well. So they end up being poor. Mm. And I'm telling you, you're a better parent if you've got money. You just are. You have more choices. Yeah. You're a better spouse if you have money. You're, you're, you're a better sibling, you're a better family member if you have money, you just are. It just allows you to do better things. So you gotta do both, does yep. that make sense? Yes. Make choices that are gonna allow you to create the lifestyle you want, economically and emotionally. Mm. And not one before the other. Don't yep. only choose health and love, because yep. you'll be poor. The world doesn't need any more poor, happy people. No. And don't only choose money, because you'll be rich, but no one will like you. Mm -hmm. The world doesn't need more of that. Be that person <laughs> who's choosing wealth, and whatever emotional happiness means to you. Yeah. Family, friends, whatever. As, you know, founder of Ultimate Coach, yep. it sounds like that that's, you know, part of where this passion comes in for you to not only achieve this um, outcome for yourself and your family, but to teach others. But that's really what we did. We, we, yeah. we got excited. I, I reached a stage in my life, and maybe it's because I'm old, where it's like, you know, I spent 20 years on stage working side by side with and next to some of the smartest people in the world. Mm. Billionaires. I mean, I know 10 different billionaires. And I reached a stage just like, oh, I've learned some stuff. Yeah. Um, and one of the blessings, I'm not smart, but one of my blessings is I've got good at using what I've learned. Um, so that's always been a valuable skill and it works. And so then I reached a stage in my life where I was like probably 45 and I said, okay, I'd love to start teaching some folks. How can I synthesize and crystallize what I've learned? to helping other people coach themselves. And I say coaching, for me, coaching is one simple thing. Coaching is nothing more than moving people forward. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And all human beings need a coach. All human beings, great athletes, great performers, great artists, billionaires, because you cannot see your own reflection. Yeah. And so all human beings by nature 
will take the easy option. Human beings aren't designed for happiness and they're not designed for wealth. Mm. Human beings are designed for safety and security. If you're in the forest and hear a noise, you don't think, ha I'll go and investigate. You think, I'm gonna run away and hide and hope the noise goes away. Uh -huh. that's, the nature, that's how we survive, right? Yes, yes. Thousands and thousands of years of human evolution has been about survival. Yep. Thankfully, none of us are having that battle anymore. And so what happens is we look for ease and comfort. That's why we watch reruns of TV shows. <laughs> that's why, you've already seen the show. I know, but it's good, so I'm watching it again. Um, we eat the same food, we yeah. eat the same restaurants. Yeah. You know, people pick their local Thai restaurant around the corner and they actually call it our restaurant. restaurant. Let's go to our restaurant. Let's mm. go to my gym. Let's mm. go to my... Because they like ease and comfort. The challenge is ease and comfort doesn't make you happy and successful. So for me, coaching is about being able to coach myself. Yeah. I've got more than one voice in here. And, and helping others learn how to coach themselves and then maybe help coach folks around them, whether that's their children, you know, um, or, their, or their friends and family. Bit of a... Bit of a structure or a system in that for you, 100%. so yeah. Coaching is a recipe. Yeah, you want to make a cake. There's a recipe. Yeah, because you're not making it up as you go, right? You, you want to make a cake. Listen, we've baked so many cakes in the last two months because <laughs> of the shutdown. We are my family is on intimate relationship basis with Jamie Oliver and uh, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, and if you want to make something, you've got to get a recipe. And if you want to, if you want the taste people, of that one, yeah, totally. And so for me, coaching is, and again, I'm learning from Tony Robbins, yes. the best that there is. Here is the seven steps to shifting somebody from can't do it, won't do it, too hard, too late, too early, too old, to actually can do it, will do it, want to do it, let's do it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple. And money is one of the three things that people battle about. It's it's, a, it's funny, true story. It's a true story. I love this. Literally last night. My 12-year-old, he's just put into bed, giving me a little cuddle. It's a true story. He literally said to me last night, he said, Dad, when I'm like in grade 11 or grade 12, you'll love this. He goes, there's going to be a class, right, that teaches me about taxages, taxes and mortgages and <laughs> how to get a job and pay bills. Really? So he said this last night. Wow. I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know, I hear you talking about money all the time. He goes, there's going to be a class, right? I said, no, buddy, there's not. And he just looked at me in stunned belief, like I just told him that Santa isn't real. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, no, they don't teach that at school. He said, well, how come? I said, well, that's, it's 8.30, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a, a big, big conversation. conversation. <laughs> I said, but he goes, thankfully, I've got you and mum. And you and mum. I said, well, yes, you have, because we obviously talk a lot about money in our, in our lives. We talk a lot about money yes. in our table. Yeah. At the dinner table, it's... at the lunch table, mm. we talk about money a lot. All the time. Because um, in our culture, it's not something that's talked about. What are the ones? You know, sex, religion, politics, money. All the big ones, mate, yeah. which is absurd. Yeah, well, they can be the most impactful. He literally said that to me last night. Wow. I said, no, mate, it's not. So education is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that comes with coaching, because whenever you're coaching someone or anything, somewhere they're going to get stuck. Mm. They're going to have a roadblock. They're going to have a story like me that says money's good or money's bad or too much or too hard or I'm not one of them or whatever. That's the blockage. Yeah. And coaching just helps um, break through that blockage. Yes. That's all. Which is why I love what you guys do. Because, and I'm not sailing and plugging you guys, but you guys have a great vehicle, property. It's proven the test of time for certainly 70 or 80 or 90 years, almost 100 years in Australia. Um, it works. Within the vehicle of property, there's a dozen different strategies, depending on where you're at and how fast you want to make it happen and so forth. But the strategy's not enough. Mm. You need coaching and mentoring. And coaching is... 
is helping people move forward themselves and mentoring is kind of saying, well, we've done it, come and do it our way as well and we'll show you what we did along the way. Yeah, yeah. Which is why all your coaches are also clients and they've done it themselves and yes. they go from being a coach to a mentor. And, and you've got this great vehicle that says, here's a great vehicle. There's a dozen different ways you can do it inside the vehicle. Our guys have all done it and we're still doing it and we want to hold your hand for three to five years, maybe even 10 years and do it with you. Mm. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, like, yeah. no yeah. isn't it? Yeah. To me, it's a no-brainer. Mate, it you know, what I've been fascinated with, you know, uh, supporting our clients over twenty odd years, is it, it's actually quite easy to, okay, let's deploy a strategy, purchase a property, you know, whatever strategy you're into, shares, business, property, whatever it is, it's actually quite easy to to deploy the strategy, um, going the distance. Sure. Um, you know, I found fascinating. Someone, you know, two people own the same property. I know for a fact I have a family member who bought a property, literally the one next door to your one in Melbourne, <laughs> in Sydney. That I've never seen. That you've never seen. You've made a good amount of money. Two and a half times what we paid. Very happy about it. That's good. Uh, a family member who purchased it uh, ended up having some challenges and, and swears it's the worst thing they ever did. Yes. Um, so maybe... You know, yeah. can you shed some light on something like that? You well, know, <laughs> that certainly happens. You know, we, there's a thing we teach in our world that says it's not what happens to you; it's how you respond to it yes. that, that uh, impacts, uh, that shows up as impact in your life. Um, whew, it's a big, big, big question. Big so, you know, I think for us, I say us because my wife and I really are a unit and a, and a, and a family. Mm. I think the clearer you are in your vision. So if you're 28 or 30 and you're watching this or listening to this, you should really, at 28 to 30, be really thinking about where do I want to be at 35? Yeah. Really, that's not too far away. I know when you're 28, you think you're never going to be 30. Trust me, you are. <laughs> it goes fast. You should really have a vision for 35. Yeah. If you're 45 to 50 and you haven't got a vision for 60, 65, you're kidding yourself. Mm. I mean, you're kidding yourself. Mm -hmm. I've, got, I've always had friends a decade and a half to two decades older than me and they all say, dude, you think your 30s last forever and you're never going to be 40. And then when you get to 40, you have no idea how quick your 40s are going to go. Yeah. And I've got friends in their 60s. They're like, dude, your 50s are going to take five minutes. So I think when you have a vision mm. for how do you want to live yeah. at 35. At 35, if you're 28, what house do you want to be in? Has it got three rooms or five rooms? Is it on the water? Is it in the city? What car do you want to drive? And just do the math. What's the math of that? That's going to cost me 18 grand a month to live on, which is $195,000 a year. Great. Where's that coming from? Yeah. And if you go, well, hang on, I'm going to have two kids. Okay, well, they're going to private school or public school. Great. That's 10 grand a year. That's five grand a year. Great. And I think really having clarity on your vision of how do I want to live. Mm. Most Australians, when you say to them, how much money do you need to, be, to live? They go, oh, I want $10 million. And they've know. got no idea what no. that number means. Yeah. If I win the lottery, I'll be good. Instead of, now, if you're 50, I've got a, a young child in grade one, so we've got an 11-year plan before he finishes high school. Yes. I'll be 62. Well, I know what house I want to be living in, what boat I want to be driving. <laughs> Truthfully, you know, what the holiday houses we want to have, yes. how much we want to spend on kids' fees for school when they're 22, are we paying for this, we're not paying for that. Like, I've got all that written down and that really goes, okay, that's the goal. And so my job is now just to work the plan. Yep. And I think when you've got clarity on that plan and clarity on that goal, it makes it easy just to follow the plan. Gives you less energy wastage out here and more focus. Koala bears don't wake up in the morning and go, oh, 
I feel like for breakfast. <laughs> they just wake up and eat gum leaves. Yeah. A lion doesn't get to the evening and go, what do I feel like for dinner? It's not a half hour conversation. They just eat dead zebra. Yeah. I think when you know what your goal is, yeah. the goal is I want to be 40 or 50 or 60 and live in this house and drive that car and mm. spend that much money on mm. Qantas flights. What do I need to do this week, this month and this year to get to that goal? Right. I just think it makes it easy. I think yeah. it takes... It takes the stress away. It totally takes yeah. the stress away. Yeah. If you bring me a menu that's got 87 pages, I'm immediately in overwhelm yes. and FOMO. Mm -hmm. What are they having? What does she have? What was yeah. that? Yeah. But if I go to the restaurant knowing what I want, mm. I want a Thai red curry. I don't even just see the menu. Dude, if you've got Thai red curry, bring me that. Cool. That'd be awesome. That's good. Reminds me of a good friend of ours we know uh, together, Keith Cunningham. Love Keith. Get in line, stay in line. It's just like decide. And make sure you're in the right line. Yeah. Yep. What do you want? What do you want? A hundred percent. So I can remember when we made a decision about the home we live in. We live in a nice house worth, you know, a couple of million dollars. And we said, okay, do we want to, you know, double our house and go live in a seven million dollar house? And we looked at, okay, what would that cost and how long would that take and what would be the impact of that? And we said, you know what? We're, we're not going to do that. Mm. We're quite happy to stay here. Yeah. And, yeah, I think, it, know what line you want to be in, stay in line. Yeah. You know, know what your vision is. And, and often people don't know well, what does it cost to go to Europe for a month? Mm. Do you want to go to Europe? Oh, we'd love to go to Europe. Do the math. Well, what does that cost? Yeah, yeah. Well, do you, what sort of car do you want to drive? Like, I remember we wanted to buy my mum a house. And we were not making a lot of money. Mm. And certainly not the amount of money you would have thought you needed to buy your mum a house. And my mum was 60 and divorced three times and had no money and literally was living in a caravan. And I said, I'd like to buy my mum a house. And so my first thought was, well, how much would that cost? What would that take? And I remember talking to some of your guys. It's like, well, here's the math and here's how it would work and so forth. And once we had numbers on a bit of paper, it was actually like, oh, okay, well, that actually, that would be doable. doable. It wouldn't take us that much to make that happen. And mm. within the last six, six months, we bought her house. And 15 years later, she's lived in her dream house. It's not a million dollar house. It's a $500,000 house. But she's living in her dream house because we got a plan. Well, first of all, we had a vision. And then we put numbers on it. And then we've got a plan and follow the plan. Yeah. So I think when people get off track, it's because they haven't got a vision. Yeah. Their vision. Now, I'm not going to say that things don't happen. Look, marriages break up and kids get sick and economies shut down. So you can't control everything. No. So things are going to go wrong. Guaranteed. But I think if you've got a good long-term vision, and long means if I'm 28, five to seven years. If I'm 35 to 40, it should really mean 10 years. Yeah. And if I'm over 40, it should really mean, you know, you should have a 15, 20 year 15, plan. 20. Because it's going to happen, right? Uh, and we were talking, you know, and most of us now in, you know, 30 to 50 now are going to live well, like well beyond normal my kids years, have, right? My kids have two great grandmas. One yeah. of them's 101, one of them's 93. Uh, I'm certainly budging on getting to 90. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so more than ever, your wealth is important. I, I think uh, <laughs> you were talking about potentially, you know, you know, our, our generation, probably between 35 and 55 right now, you could be looking after grandparents, adult children, and yourself. Three sets of people. Three generations. Three generations we, you we, might be funding. And we laughed about it. You and I already are. <laughs> I'm are. already funding multiple parents, exits and steps and whatever, as well as kids. And my kids are young, but, you know, we've got this, you're going to laugh if you're watching this, we have this mythical belief that maybe our children will leave when they're 18. <laughs> <laughs> All the parents with adult kids laugh at that. <laughs> But certainly going to bounce back until they're in their mid-20s. Yeah. I mean, people these days are living at home still till they're 28 and 30. Yeah. Getting their third degree. 
Um, so yes, you're going to have to look after multiple generations, oh. and the generations are getting older. Yeah. So your parents could quite conceivably live till they're 85, 95, 100 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think we joked about it, but it's really true. There are some people who think, oh well, look, I'm 35, but you know, mum and dad have got some money when they move on. You know, we'll get their asset and we'll split it up between me and the three kids. But <laughs> not I don't know about you. I'm planning on living till I'm 95 years old. I've already told my kids, kids, there is no money. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean, Dad? My kids have already said, Dad, who gets the house? I'm like, not you. Our, our kids are talking about that all the time. Right. Like, yeah. Can we have this one and you can have that one and I have that one? I'm like, what? what no. Hang on, these are our houses. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, so anyway, I, I take it back to, I like money. I, I'm a better person with a certain amount of money. Yeah. I can do more, have more, experience more, um, be happier, be more grateful, be more blessed. I think there's an end point to that conversation mm. where more money doesn't make you happier. Yeah. Um, but we're not at that point, and probably most of you are not either. Um, and I think that it's not complicated to make. Rich people aren't born with some super kryptonite powers. They're, they're not gifted or talented in a way that you and I are not. I'm not talking about people who were born into wealth or sports stars or rock stars or movie stars. I'm talking about just regular Australians like you and I. You yep. grew up in Frankston. <laughs> grew up in Charters Towers. Charters Towers. <laughs> I mean, for goodness sake. I mean, I, I'm just talking about regular Australians can choose to have as much as they want. Yep. If you want to have at 60 a passive income of 50, 60, 80 grand, that's certainly doable. Mm. If you want to have a passive income of 150 grand a year, that's certainly doable. You just got to put your head down for 10, 12, 15 years with yep. some good planning. Good plan. And stay on track. Nice and clear. And, and you'll wake up. And here's the whole thing. I always say to people, you want to be delighted by your life, like blessed and grateful and delighted by your life, but not surprised. Mm. It's not a surprise that we live where we live. It's not a surprise that we have in our wealth treasure chest what we have. It's yeah. not, we, we planned it yeah. back then. And when I get to 60, it'll be delightful. It'll be awesome. We'll be grateful for it, but it won't be a surprise. Yes. Um, and then same for our 70s and same for our 80s. Now, we haven't got a plan after 80, so... See how we go. That decade's a bonus. <laughs> but up to 80, it was a pretty good plan. Pretty good plan. So you're going to join us on the 9th, I think it is. Yes. Um, give us a quick prelude of what's going on. Scott's joining us, uh, our mentoring members. So those who aren't mentoring members, we have people like Scott come along and do some private coaching and, and teaching to the mentoring clients. And um, you're going to come and spend an hour or two with us and, and give some value, mate. Uh, what's the prelude on the 9th? Give well, us that, the... we've probably laxed lyrical here and philosophical. Yeah. And I think... Philosophy is important. Yes. I think it's important to have a perspective or an opinion or a stance on mm. what money is and why it matters and yes. I'm responsible for it. I think that's a good beginning point. Yes. But you have to go to work. Uh -huh. And and that means there's some stuff you have to go and do. So we're actually going to do some structural things on eliciting and extracting what's your current, I would call it your money story. What are your current emotions around money? Great. And most people have mixed emotions. Yes. You know, when I ask people what is money, sometimes... They're like, oh, it's good, oh, but too much is bad. Or, or, or they'll have conflicting emotions. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And they're often surprised in themselves that they have it. Does that kind of make sense? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, I want to have more, but I don't want people to judge me. Or mm. I'd like to get rich, but it's going to take a lot of work. Or, or, or whatever. Yes. So we'll actually begin eliciting what is your current money story and how do I change it to a story that I need to have? Not the story I want to have, but the story I need to have in order for me to get to the end of my next chapter. Again, I say chapter. If you're 28, a chapter is to 35. If you're 50, a chapter is mm. to your kids have finished high school. Yep. So we'll talk about that. Yep. What actually do you need to do yes. to elicit your current story, 
change your current story and not the story you want to have. What's the story I need to have to get to in order to for me to create X, yes. whatever X is. And, and if you're working with your mentoring group, they already know what X is. Mm -hmm. X is how much money do you want when you're whatever the number is. 40, 50, do you want 60, whatever 50 it is. grand a year, yep. 80 grand a year, 120 grand a year, yep. 200 grand a year. I'm gonna tell you, mate, if you've got all your bills paid and you're making 60, 80, 120, 150 grand a year, you're living very, very well. Totally. Very, very well. Yep. You know what I mean? You take school fees, mortgages, and car payments out of your payments and you've got 10 grand a month coming in from eight, 10, 12 properties. You're, doing you're right. getting very good at golf, mate. <laughs> Or whatever you're doing. Well, and, and people are surprised when, when they do take that step, how little money after a mortgage and children, if, if they've left home, how much money you actually need to have a great time. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot, yeah. but it doesn't happen by accident. So yes. that's all we'll chat about. So yes. Today's been philosophical and I've enjoyed it. Um, we'll chat with the mentoring clients about what strategy. Strategy. What do I need to do? Steps, purpose, action. Yeah. Yeah. And then put it into use. And to put it into use, it's real simple. Get a coach, get a mentor who's specifically an expert on that strategy called property acquisition and wealth acquisition. Yes. And go do it. Whether it's nice. in super or out of super, it doesn't, it's all the same. Whatever it is. I, I so less care about strategy in life than I do about the story and the psychology and the vision behind the strategy. Well, at the end of the day, even, even a strategy might be a bit slow, at least if you're maintaining that strategy and following through on the action or the vision, that you, you end up sort of creating something anyway. Right? Well, and here's the thing about slow. Again, if you're under 28, you will not understand this sentence. <laughs> you think it's slow, but trust me, time goes fast. Yes. So even if the strategy is slow, it's really not, because mm -hmm. 10 years God goes like, like that. that. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And, and there's not many wealth strategies that if you do for 10 or 15 years, uh, don't work very well. Yeah. Now, with a bit of tweaking, obviously, you can have it be exceptional and extraordinary and amazing. And I really believe this, everybody both deserves and desires to be a bit wealthier. Mm. And it really is within the reaching point for all Australians, if they choose it. Now, not everybody can be wealthy, but anybody can be wealthy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, That's an important sense. Yeah. You put 100 people in a room, 95 of them will say, yeah, I'd love to be wealthier. Yeah. That's why they buy Lotto. There'll be five crotchety old guys like, oh, I don't care about money. But 95 <laughs> will say, yeah, well, I want to be richer. But only about five or 10 will actually do the work. Mm. So put yourself in that group of five or 10, attach yourself to somebody smarter than you. Go for it. You're done. Yeah. Mate, I'm looking forward to unpacking that with you and the, yeah, you and the tribe. Mate, I really appreciate your time today. Thanks, buddy. It's always, uh, it's always awesome chatting with you. Likewise. Mate, I really uh, do. I, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, buddy, uh, thank you again. Thanks very much. Yes. Thanks. Hey, thanks for joining us on The Wealth Faculty. Hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe. We're all good podcasts are found. You can find us there. And if you want to watch it, you can subscribe on YouTube, Positive Mentor TV. And until the next episode, take care. Bye for now.